Hi there listeners. Welcome to episode 202 of Never on the Backfoot podcast. India's quest for a long awaited ICC title was prolonged as Pat Cummins and his team humiliated them by a margin of 209 runs in the World Test Championship final at the Oval on Sunday. Needing 444 runs to secure victory in the second innings, India faltered and were dismissed for 234, allowing Australia to claim victory during the opening session of the final day. Australia took control of the game from day 1 with both Travis Head and Steve Smith scoring centuries, propelling Australia to a formidable total of 469 in the first innings. India's top order batters failed to make any significant impact, but Ajinkya Rahane's resilient 89 along with critical contributions from Shardul Thakur and Ravindra Jadeja helped India avoid the follow-on. India displayed signs of a comeback in the second innings, but a crucial partnership of 93 between Alex Carey and Mitchell Stark propelled Australia to a declaration at a competitive 270 for 8. Now in the pursuit of a challenging target of 444 India ended day 4 on an optimistic note at 164 for 3 however Scott Boland provided Australia with an ideal start on that final day dismissing both Virat Kohli and Ravindra Jadeja in the same over now Kohli was caught off by Steve Smith at slips after scoring 49 while Jadeja was caught behind without adding to the score Rahane displayed some promising shots before being dismissed for 46 by Mitchell Stark. Shardul Thakur who had scored a half century in the first innings failed to open his account this time. Wickets continued to fall and ultimately Nathan Lyon struck the final blow securing victory for Australia. This was Australia's ninth ICC title making them the only team to have won at least one of each trophy. That is five ODI World Cups, two ODI Champions Trophies, one T20 World Cup, and now the coveted World Test Championship. On the podcast today to discuss the final, we have Bharat of Cow Corner fame. He is a cricket enthusiast based in Chennai. Without further ado, let's kickstart the discussion. Hi Bharat, welcome to Never on the Backfoot podcast. You're back after such a long time. So, what's up and how are you doing today? Hey Neha, uh, well thanks for uh, the opportunity first of all. Uh, feels good to be back. Uh, I've been wanting to be on this podcast for a long time now and uh, well not a great occasion to uh, you know <laughs> make the comeback with but yeah, I mean feels cool yeah. Yeah, I was exactly thinking the same because uh, India has yet again lost an ICC knockout uh, match, and uh, this time it comes in the form of a heavy blow with the World Test Championship loss. So when you look at India, right now we fought hard uh, through six seasons, starting with what uh, the third day to give ourselves some hope on the final day. Yet Australia just broke the resistance, and you know the rest, as they say, is for everyone to see. So what are your first uh, thoughts after that loss? uh well uh, just like every average indian fan is i'm really uh, disappointed was really and uh, i think it will continue for uh, some time now was really heartbroken and although yes it's a sport and uh, you know you do lose a lot of games all of that is fine but uh, i don't know i mean we haven't team india hasn't uh, won an icc tournament since 2013 where we uh, when we you know uh, won the champions trophy and that was under uh, ms dhoni um, it actually hurts a lot uh, 
especially when we've been uh, to the knockout stages uh, in almost all the tournaments and yet you know we are yet to uh, stamp our authority in terms of winning the tournament but really look forward to that one day where you know we are going to lift uh, an icc tournament trophy absolutely i mean all of us you know the indian fans are waiting uh, for that moment but something just seems to be amiss and probably through this episode we can process the loss and you know look at a way ahead as well now uh, uh, just you know starting right at the top like you know dialing right to the start of the match do you think it was a good uh, you know decision to actually win the toss and bowl first many people are like hey that's such a good thing to do you know because the fourth innings we're going to be chasing and that will be great but do you think uh things would have been different had we uh, batted first maybe uh well to be really honest i was expecting uh, india to bat first uh, i was actually uh, going through a few articles and a uh, few analysis um prasanna agoram was uh, was the former uh, performance analyst of the proteus team so he runs a youtube channel i was uh, watching all his videos so he actually gave a day by day split of how things panned out at the kennington oval and he was like um, you know the, on the second day the second day was the day on which a lot of wickets fell and uh, it was probably the the day on which batting got very difficult so ideally uh, batting first was a uh, better option obviously you don't get to chase uh, uh, or bat uh, in the last innings because um, as any uh, pitch does no pitch does over, get deteriorated uh, after a period of time right so especially when you have nathan line a bowler of that caliber uh, in the opposition you try to you know protect yourself and uh, it's not a, it, it's not taking a step back in my opinion it was had we batted first i think things would have definitely been uh, different yes uh, you know there was a temptation to bowl first because uh, conditions were gloomy it was quite uh, you know windy out there but had we batted first and batted through the first hour or uh, even couple of hours i think things would have uh, been uh, a lot more different considering you know the the overall forecast for the entire test match uh, you know was uh, looking pretty good it was oh, it, it was sunny and uh, even after a point of time you know things actually uh, were like we were playing on a subcontinent it was so sunny the pitch also you know started to turn a bit offered a bit of bounce so i really uh, i was a bit surprised when rohit said that we are bowling first although you know conditions uh, said so but uh, i was confused uh, but i mean that's how the things went uh, and a lot of things happened that's also yeah i i found some way to accept that right i mean you know that's the funny thing about hindsight you know you look back and wonder of all the things that probably could have gone right but exactly. uh, even when you look at the world test championship the first edition right we lost that again very heartbreakingly uh, to to new zealand and this time around to australia so what do you think is constantly going wrong you know many people claim it's the team combination that's going right or you know the fielding position that's going wrong or those uh, mistakes in like the 10 to 20 minutes that kind of dictates the narrative for the rest of the games as well so what do you make of all of that well uh, i mean i'm not really sure because uh, we have a a very good team with us like uh, probably our batting order is the most experienced it was uh, the most experienced uh, when we played the 2021 final as well uh, but uh, i mean in hindsight i think our top our, our top order did not perform 
to the expected level to their potential. Uh, because when you have batters like Rohit Sharma, Teshwar Pujara, who's been um, you know a regular county player now, not sure if he's, an, if he's an English or an Indian player. He's played that much of county cricket, <laughs> and you have world's best uh, Virat. Jinkya uh, was actually uh, not uh, on his uh, normal run. I, I think he was going through a slump at that moment, uh, you know, during the 2020 finals. But this time, you know, it was Ajinkya uh, 2.0 and he he did bat well. But I think overall it was uh, a collapse from our top order. Um, and mainly our star players uh, did not step up on both the occasions. Last time, if you remember, Bumra went wicketless. Although he bowled really well uh, mm. the whole test match, he that that actually uh, you know affected us a lot. Um, also, our, our top order again failed last time, just like uh, how it turned out to be this time as well. Uh, yeah, and also as you said, uh, I think we did go with uh, the wrong eleven on both the occasions. Last time we had to go with uh, a four-one uh, bowling attack with four seamers and a sole spinner. This time we should have uh, we have actually done the opposite, right? So I think uh, maybe assessment of conditions is also something that we should work upon in the upcoming tournaments. Absolutely, it's those little strategies that work well, and most often, more often than not, for India is not uh, working out well. Now, even uh, before you know, we get into dissecting the whole match. At last, how would you look at India's performance in the World Test Championship cycle? Now, there were moments where, you know, we were like, hey, a qualification is not possible. We have such difficult uh, test series in line. But I think if you, uh, like, see it over a course of two years, there's still a lot to be proud of, right? Yeah, actually, we did play well. And you're actually right. We did go through a lot of ups and downs. We were, uh, I mean, we had to wait till the last series. We had to get a particular result, not wrong, 2-1 result or 3-0 or 4-0 result in order to qualify to the finals. So, yeah, we, we did finish uh, second uh, in the points table. And uh, we played uh, 18 tests overall and just uh, lost five of them. Um, as usual, as expected, you know, we are very strong uh, in home conditions. We won five out of eight tests. In, uh, looking at the away wins, we just won five out of uh, ten. But uh, the main thing was... Uh, the team that we had uh, during the start and the team which played the finals. We lost uh, quite a good number of uh, players and the players that we lost were all key players. Like we lost Bumra, who was the spirit of the attack, who uh, probably, you know, uh, would have been the number one bowler had he not got that, had he not suffered that injury. Punt, who we all know, you know, we missed him the most uh, during this match. Gale, who was uh, slated to be the opener, who was actually... Uh, playing as the opener for quite some time and then dropped and killed and came. So, things uh, turned out to be a bit confusing out there. Shreya Sayer, who was uh, expected to be the next big thing, the next uh, uh, middle-order batter for India, he was also uh, out of the side. So, a lot of things happened. Uh, but looking at the important events that have happened over the cycle, uh, we drew the uh, series against England 2-2. Uh, uh, which we should have won. Um, the first is we actually drew it due to rain and stuff. So, it's okay. But uh, And then uh, the loss against uh, South Africa uh, in the Freedom Series, that uh, was uh, something hurtful. What hurted more was uh, Virat stepping down from captaincy. That uh, that actually has changed the dynamics for now. 
the results not the results but uh, you know the uh, if you look at the test match closely you you actually realize that something is missing and that's how uh, that's how much uh, impact uh, uh, virat kohli has left uh, as a captain um, then we had a few uh, easy series like uh, yeah sri lankan series at home you know we uh, won it quite comprehensively uh, the bangladesh series which uh, could have actually ended up uh, on one one result we actually uh, won it to nil with ashwin's heroics with the bat and then finally the pgt which uh, we did not win that comfortably uh, aussies put up uh, a really good fight but uh, yeah hope, uh, thankfully we won it uh, 2-1 to uh, seal a spot in the finals so it it was overall you know a very good journey um, but the drastic change in the team uh, is something uh, which everyone you know can uh, notice easily it was so beautiful you know the way you uh, chronicled india's journey through this uh, two year period because most of the people end up focusing so much on the destination and actually reaching there than on the uh, journey and you know the way you answered it really put in perspective like we've been through a myriad of ups and downs here we've had change in captaincies players getting injured left right and center yet it seemed like a fruitful journey but you know a very heartbreaking loss at the end now uh, another important point that you uh, brought in was how india won that border gavaskar trophy versus australia so there's obviously some confidence so now because india has been winning these border gavaskar trophies in australia at home also do you think india was approaching this test with a sense of complacency not taking into account hey these are not our home conditions but they were still extremely confident and that kind of uh, didn't work in our favor uh well not really uh, i don't think uh, they looked uh, complacent or lethargic in any way uh, i think just that uh, they made a few errors uh, at the toss and uh, you know we looked underprepared to be told we did we actually needed uh, more uh, game time maybe could have played uh, a couple of uh, matches here and there uh, against local teams which would have given us more confidence you know when we step on uh, to the field uh, uh, during the finals but uh, that wasn't possible due to uh, ipl ending uh, so closely to the start of this final um, i think the under preparation played a lot and uh, players uh, i think what uh, could have actually made you to come to a conclusion that they looked lethargic was they took time to adapt because uh, look uh, when you are so uh, you know conditioned to bowl just four overs uh, on a on an evening or play for just 100 and, i mean uh, 90 minutes with the bat maximum and suddenly you know you're asked to bowl 15 20 overs on a single day or bat for a day and a half things uh, i mean those are the things that you should uh, you know take care of especially when you're uh, you know playing test cricket and actually I expected our players to step up because of their experience uh unfortunately it didn't happen and i think uh, that actually uh, was evident uh, to everybody and even the result as well we lost the game because of that my opinion fair enough i mean uh, that's a very interesting way to look at it but uh, you know talking a little bit more about the team combination aspect now uh, many people felt that hey why didn't you pick ashwin like you know having him as an extra spinner would have definitely helped man's got centuries in uh, test cricket as well so that would have largely uh, helped the cause as well and many even felt you know having ishan kishan would be great because uh, you know he can bring in that basketball element considering australia had a 
what brilliant uh, first innings you saw how travis head was playing and he probably was the difference uh, between the two sides as well so what are your uh, two cents on that uh, team combination that india opted for yeah i mean uh, the listeners must be quite sure of uh, what my answer would be i was really <laughs> not happy about uh, the combination with it, with which india played i expected ashwin to be in the side instead of uh, shardul uh, Although Shardul, you know, proved me wrong with his uh, batting skills and also his uh, golden arm, but I think Ashwin. Um, I mean, let's uh, talk some stats out here. Kennington uh, mm-hmm. Oval is actually uh, the best uh, pitch for spinners uh, in England overall. Mm-hmm. Like in the last ten years, uh, it has the best stats uh, in terms of the bowling average and strike rate uh, for spinners. So when you have uh, a pitch that has the spinners the most and you have uh, the number one uh rank bowler in your side i think it is a no brainer that you go with him instead of anyone i think the mm-hmm. first uh, name on uh, your team sheet uh, should be should have been ashwin that didn't happen and as you said uh, the man's got uh, centuries uh, with the bat so yeah. why should you actually you know question his skills and especially when he's uh, going to bat at 7 or 8 i think he's equipped enough to uh, bat at that position mm-hmm. uh, so that baffled me a bit and talking about ishan geshan i think uh, making your debut uh, in english conditions and that was a keeper is uh, a very very big ask and that's the reason why i felt like going with bharat was actually a better uh, decision uh, given that he was given a continued run uh, in border gavaskar trophy that uh, recently happened so that's how it was probably as you said uh, he could have made a difference but uh, with the bowling attack that aussies had uh, i think that could have given uh, indian team uh, you know an idea of going uh, with bharat ahead of kishan absolutely i mean if the team management trusted this combination they must have had their uh, strategy somewhere in mind now even when you talk about the first te- session india had the dream start right siraj was bowling like all you know all uh, guns blazing he was just looking so good but somewhere we just could not quite uh, capitalize that so what did you make of uh, that scenario well the way we started i expected them to get uh, 3 4 wickets in that session hmm. just like any other expert uh, you know in the commentary panel uh, expected uh Well, yeah, Shami and Siraj were bowling very well. I think uh, the score was probably under thirty, somewhere around twenty-five. Uh, by the time you know they bowled six overs each, hmm. and then came uh, Umesh and Shardul. They fed uh, the batters with a few f- uh, freebies. I think uh, Umesh considered some twenty-one runs of his uh, first two overs, which is uh, not good to see. However, they did g- regain a bit of control after. Uh, David Warner was dismissed. Hmm. I thought that was an opening to get uh, a, a wicket or two, but that didn't happen. However, I think it was a decent uh, session overall, especially hmm. when um, you know you've uh, restricted uh, the opposition to seventy-three uh, for the loss of uh, two wickets. Um, but yes, you know there was always that greed of uh, getting two more wickets when the conditions hmm. were uh, you know gloomy and uh, the pitch was fresh. that didn't happen but uh, yeah overall a decent session for india 
Okay, and uh, also when you look at uh, captains, right? Now, Virat Kohli is the kind of captain who goes in with that mindset that, hey, I want my uh, bowlers to you know, get those 20 wickets in the test match irrespective. And we've seen those performances through. And he's a very you know proactive uh, skipper on the field. But I think the same can't be said about Rohit Sharma because there were times when he was just extremely frustrated or he was too you know, caught up with his own emotions to uh, you know actually guide his uh, bowlers. So on that note, what are your thoughts on Rohit Sharma, the skipper, the kind of strategies he is coming up with, the fielding positions and not being able to come up with strategies to uh, let the match you know, further slip away from India's control? Yeah, that was pretty much evident. The last point you mentioned, like uh, the lack of experience of uh, captaining the test side at the highest level was uh, evidently uh, seen. Um, you see Virat Kohli on one side who, you know, who ensures that all the players remain in the uh, best of the spirit. He even asks the crowd, uh, you know, to get behind the team and support them. He's that kind of a captain. And obviously, you can't expect every captain to be of that sort. Hmm. Uh, Rohit is a chilled-out captain, shows uh, his emotions and frustrations out. But I think tactically, uh, you know, captaining a test side, he wasn't spot on. Like, uh, the fielding positions that he set were... Uh, were a bit defensive, uh, you know, uh, on uh, on a few occasions, especially when you know we we actually took the new ball uh, uh, by the end of the first day. I guess uh, mm-hmm. we probably would have bowled uh, four and a half overs or five overs by that time. And when you're stepping onto the field uh, on the second day, and uh, although you have a batter playing at uh, hundred plus runs and the other batter mm-hmm. ninety five runs. You got to be uh, attacking. You got to attack the batters because you've got the new ball, and especially when you have someone like uh, Travis Head, you know, who plays a lot of false shots. Who you've actually induced him to play yeah. a lot of uh, false shots. I think Rohit uh, had to be confident of his uh, bowlers and say he had to set more attacking fields at that point of time. But uh, when the second day started, uh, if I'm right, he had uh, deep square leg, deep five leg, and a deep mm. point which were easy scoring options, right? Like, yeah. it was easy for a batter like uh, Travis Head, you know, to uh, uh, to just uh, get get himself off the pressure and then start scoring. So, that was uh, one reason. And obviously, uh, I don't really have to reiterate about the fact that he made errors, you know, in the Team mm-hmm. 11 also during the toss. So, yeah, he was a bit, he was a tad defensive uh, to my liking. But uh, I think... Uh, as the um, game progressed, uh, they came up with better plans, uh, if not, uh, you know, the best set of plans. Mm. Uh, I don't uh, know how long he's going to captain, but uh, till whenever he's going to captain, I guess he got, he should uh, look to improve uh, or at least, you know, find uh, uh, and groom a few uh, players uh, by the time he uh, steps on as a captain. Absolutely. You know, thinking uh, long-term should be the aim because uh, as Rohit Sharma ages as well, we need a successor. And he was hoping, you know, that grooming is uh, happening for the uh, next captain. It's not a, you know, stopgap uh, situation. Now, chalo, man, later, uh, the bowling was not that great in the first innings and, you know, Australia made, what, 469. But uh, when when uh, the batting came to India, there were a lot of expectations because you have, what, Rohit Sharma, you have Virat Kohli, Pujara, Rahane and like this is a good uh, you know you have with Shubman right now this is a good batting setup 
but uh, somehow we just could not quite deliver you know the wickets were just falling so do you think india is over dependent on the top order to always deliver because averages overseas have been uh, poor as uh, pointed out by uh, one of the experts in the post match show as well so uh, what did you make of that well it's spot on i mean we are uh, too dependent on the top order batters to perform but i think that's not uh, that uh, no other team has asked for like if you look at the uh, teams that are performing really well uh, in the longest format all the top order, order batters uh, their their average is uh, really good hmm. uh, i mean you you can't really talk about strike rates in this format but their consistency is uh, is something that uh, you know not our batters have uh, gained in the last few uh, games um, i don't really know because they're so talented like the names that you mentioned uh, they're so talented they've mm-hmm. got a ton ton of runs under their belt but still uh, you know uh, they failed to make things count this time as well but uh, credit needs to be given to the aussie bowlers i mean they kept things tight they bowled the right lines and lengths uh, set the right fields and all so uh, i mean credit be given they were too good um, but uh, if i had to cite a uh, few problems of our batters i think it should be the footwork i'm not a i'm, a, I'm not a very technical uh, guy in terms of mm-hmm. you know the footworks and stuff but as far as i've observed uh, even the virat kohli's dismissal uh, you know i saw a few tweets and even uh, a few experts you know telling that uh, he should have uh, played it uh, with the back foot rather than the front foot and mm. that was uh, a mean reason why he was dismissed so footwork was one thing and also you know judgment of balls uh, like uh, we're actually going uh, after uh, good balls uh, and uh, losing our wickets right so uh, rather you know we should judge the balls in a better way in my opinion uh, but i think uh, with the way rahane played uh, that was uh, a really good sign that was um, mm. you know it actually helped me heal my wounds uh, a little faster because he played with more authority he had more control mm. uh, looked more confident out there in the middle and even jadeja in the first innings like uh, he took an attacking uh, option he went after the bowlers that looked good and probably i would like to see that happening uh, more in the future instead of mm. uh, having more tuk tuk innings i think uh, if things are not going right i think you need to have that uh, kind of attacking batter maybe have a pun promoted up the order in the future he still young has a long mm. has a long test uh, career in my opinion so i think uh, with you know uh, concepts like baseball and headball you know uh, <laughs> starting i think we need to up our game not uh, improve as such but adapt to all these uh, things mm. so that you know we can uh, remain uh, a ruthless side in the future absolutely and uh, talking about the lower middle order and the tail enders right now literally they came to rescue earlier you spoke about shadul thakur playing that brilliant knock jadeja yeah. seemed also you know uh, chipping in with those runs so what did you make of their performance because sometimes when you don't have your top order deliver the pressure kind of falls on these guys to uh, you know at least have something on something respectable on the board so what are your thoughts on uh, their performance well they performed really well uh, i think uh, throughout this uh, world test championship cycle they performed really well because uh, even in home tests you know on challenging tracks it was uh, the lower middle order batsmen it was as if uh, you know our batting order started from 6 mm-hmm. and uh, ended uh, at 9 or 10 like that because 
uh, Jadeja played really well throughout the cycle. So did Ashwin and Akshav whenever he got the opportunity. And this time as well, I don't think you can really complain about them uh, not getting runs. They yeah. played with the right intent and all. Uh, but I mean, how well, how much can they score uh, runs if your top order is, uh, you know, failing to get, uh, you know, uh, 50 plus scores or even 100 for that matter, hmm. then you can't expect your lower, lower order batsman, you know, to rescue every uh, time, especially when you are facing uh, such a bowling attack in uh, such testing conditions. Um, I think they did uh, well, uh, but uh, again, it was uh, hmm. solely the top order's collapse, which resulted uh, in a downfall. Right, that's actually a great point. And, uh, you know, looking at uh, performances too, like overall, now at home, many people call us bullies, you know, just uh, making those spin-friendly tracks and we are like so dominant, almost unbeatable. But still, uh, when you look at Sena performances, uh, you know, we have those odd uh, wins. Like Australia is a whole different terrain because right now we are quite successful there. But uh, in conditions like England, uh, New Zealand, uh, South Africa, there's still some uh, struggle that's being observed. So what are your thoughts on, you know, uh, this, like, should India try to have more of their players play in, like, county cricket uh, and in, like, the domestic setup in these other countries? Uh, well, to be honest, uh, we, are, uh, we do have a lot of uh, good players, you know, who are uh, potential players. Uh, who have the potential to make it big in the in this format? Yeah. Uh, well, India, in my opinion, need to go after test specialists. Mm. I don't know where, how well uh, you know this is going to be taken care of because we are actually you know we are always craving for that all format player because yeah. we've come across you know uh, a Virat Kohli of this generation, uh, a Kane Williamson. Uh, so these are the players you know who uh, even the young players you know idolize. Mm. But I think. Uh, um, we need to, uh, you know, uh, have groom a few players just for this uh, single format, because uh, frankly, you know, it's it's a cha- it's the most challenging format. Uh, yeah. Even the players know that. So I think uh, grooming a few uh, players uh, and then you know asking them to go to count to go play county cricket and uh, more of Ranji uh, cricket as well. Ranji Ranji Trophy, Duty mm-hmm. Trophy, all of uh, those trophies and. Uh, I think uh, more of India A toast must be uh, encouraged. I don't know. I actually heard that uh, those have come to a halt uh, of uh, recent days, but mm-hmm. I really wish that happens more frequently in uh, the days coming forward. And that's what I mean. We, and especially in Sena countries, we always, you know, lack that uh, one seam bowling all rounder. Yeah. Like if you go across sites in New Zealand, you have uh, Jamieson who's obviously out of out with the injury mm-hmm. that he has, but uh, he's been consistent. Uh, with uh, Australia, lucky enough, you know, to uh, to found uh, Cameron Green. Mm-hmm. Uh, England uh, have uh, the best all rounder. Yeah, the best all rounder with uh, Jadeja in your opinion, Ben Stokes. <laughs> uh, so I think it's high time, you know, in order to be successful in all the countries, mm-hmm. we need to find that same bowling all rounder, and maybe Shardul Thakur is that one guy. But we need to groom uh, him and, uh, you know, encourage him, give him a long run and all. Mm. Uh, so that is one thing. And um, yeah, I think uh, this is uh, something that we should uh, take care of uh, going forward. 
Absolutely. And uh, even when you look at players right now, you ha- you miss an impact player like Rishabh Pant because we've seen his uh, heroics in the test format. So how much did you think India actually missed Pant and would we have seen a different outcome had he been there? Well, hands down, yes, because uh, I mean, we all know how much an impact he leaves, right? Mm. It's just that his presence could make a difference uh, in the minds of uh, the bowlers. So he's uh, that good a batter, and his keeping skills have evolved over time. And yeah, I think uh, he's uh, he's now an excellent keeper. I mean, hmm. just before he uh, faced that accident, he was doing really well uh, with the gloves too. Uh, uh, he could have uh, done a Travis head had he played this game, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's that kind of a player, you know, who takes the opposition uh, and. He takes uh, very little time to put them under pressure. He can change the complexion of the game that mm-hmm. quick. Uh, we we missed him, and I mean the stats uh, really are top for himself. Uh, his performances, he was uh, he was actually the highest uh, run getter. Although he missed a lot mm-hmm. of matches, so so I mean it was humongous. We had he played, we definitely should have uh, seen uh, a, a different result because. Yeah. Of uh, a basic reason that the team would have it would have looked more solid, hmm. uh, but I mean that's how things goes, and we need to accept all this. Yeah, I mean Rishabh is an impact player. Man will literally walk into any team uh, at any given chance, and especially the Test setup that uh, so direly misses him. But even as the Test match is happening, you know, realistically, did you think India actually had a chance to win? Uh, the way you know Australia was dominating every session, you know they were on uh, top of us. But did you still like think that there was some chance? Well, to be honest, uh, even in the post that uh, you know I put on Instagram I said that uh, Australia has a slight edge over India that's because of the conditions out there yeah. and it was expected to offer uh, more bounds like Ashwin uh, on his YouTube channel posted a video video about uh, the pitch and uh, one of the curators uh, you know was open about uh, the pitch offering a lot of bounds so mm-hmm. that uh, would have been that was the reason why I thought uh, Australia had a better uh, chance of winning this game. Yeah. But uh, frankly, Australia, one of the one of the biggest advantages that they have is they have a set side. Mm-hmm. Like uh, we all know, we we were actually you know spending uh, days and days of uh, just selecting the eleven. We mm-hmm. were actually breaking our heads to do that. But you know that if it's going to be Australia, okay, it's it is primarily a four man attack with uh, Cummins. Stark, this time, you know, Hazelwood uh, had a few issues with, I mean, had a niggle or so. So, he was replaced with uh, Boland, who was, you know, who was a very uh, like-to-like replacement and uh, I think not at all a downgrade. Mm -hmm. And uh, in the spinning uh, department, you have uh, Nathan Lyon. And to support uh, these four, you have Cameron Green, who clocks uh, 135, (laughs) 140 clicks, bowling, you know, at such uh, a height. So, that was how... Uh, team we had to face mm-hmm. and I think uh, they were all fresh that was uh, that actually played to yeah. their uh, hands they made their decision and um, that was the reason but talking about our side we did have a chance because we had uh, confidence uh, in us because we were mm-hmm. coming um, after IPL played uh, we were in touch with the game so that uh, was one uh, big thing but it was all about uh, you know adapting to the conditions quickly and also to the format as quick as possible because only then you know you can uh, 
put up your a game and uh, mm-hmm. uh, dominate the opposition but uh, yes we had a few loopholes with uh, a lot of uh, players missing those all uh, you know led to more confusion mm-hmm. that uh, yeah that actually uh, decreased our chances of winning that absolutely you know each session uh, the chances were diminishing yet you know the indian fan in us was uh, glued to the television screen to uh, just you know yeah. witness some miracle but uh, alas that didn't happen uh, you know irrespective of the ups and downs we witnessed uh, through the match there were still obviously positives that india can take away right we still had players who uh, stepped up but as a team india didn't come together but if you still had to look at some of the positives that india can take away from uh, this match what's coming to your mind well uh, obviously shardul thakur's uh, all round skills hmm. he bowled uh, well yes he's that kind of a bowler who uh, you know provides the opposition with uh, a lot of loose deliveries um, he's definitely you know expensive in uh, whatever format that he's going to uh, bowl in hmm. but uh, it's the impact that he has he's a match winner he's someone who can uh, single handedly win you games so he, but uh, again like you said there were individual performances but uh, as a team you know we didn't uh, play to our potential yeah. and jadeja as well i think uh, he picked a total of uh, five wickets in this test match and mm-hmm. his first inning uh, i mean the batting that he uh, did in the first innings i think that was uh, tremendous uh, mm-hmm. because uh, we were actually down uh, with uh, i think we was under 100 runs and we would have lost four wickets yeah coming in that situation and then playing that kind of a knock you know it was it was blinder of a knock hmm. really happy for him but uh, he then failed uh, in the second innings but i think shardul and jaddu fat well uh, bharat's uh, keeping skills you know i don't uh, know how many you speak about uh, him hmm. maybe they would just look at the bias column look at uh, it you know being the double digit and think that oh he's not done well we should have gone for ishan kishan but yeah. i think uh, those who watched the match uh, closely would uh, realize that oh, would would have uh, come to a conclusion that this is a guy that uh, you know we've uh, uh, gone for and we've made the right choice solely because of his keeping skills yeah. uh, the ball was going up and down it was yeah, swinging here and there yeah. but uh, he did really well and obviously how can i uh, miss rahane rahane mm-hmm. 2.0 you know I don't know what has happened to him after joining CSK. <laughs> uh, being a CSK fan, it actually gave me more happiness yeah. uh, that he performed well. I mean, the the uh, clear uh, mindset that he had while batting, um, the shots that he played, you know, it showed that he was uh, in a he was batting on a different pitch as yeah. compared to his colleagues. So he was definitely uh, you know someone. Uh, who uh, was the main reason for uh, most of the indian fans you know to have some faith on uh, getting a result by our side but again uh, i think other batters also had to step up but hmm. that didn't happen right i mean that kind of does bring me to my next question of what are some of the areas that india needs to work on although we had glimmer of hope with these uh, set of players who did perform we still had you know players like pujara kohli who were largely underwhelming right like they just weren't able to capitalize uh, on their knocks so what did you make of that well uh, i guess uh, this uh, top order debacle has been on for some time now yeah, right i yeah. think uh, we've been talking about it for some for five years now uh i don't really know neha because uh, our batters are equipped enough to bat on any uh, uh, conditions but exactly. uh, uh 
I I think it's time to move on from a few players, and I've been mm-hmm. uh, reading a few tweets like we need to move on from uh, players like Pujara and Umesh mm-hmm. because of their age factors. But um, I'm expecting Pujara to come up with uh, better uh, performance uh, in the future. He's someone who uh, I guess you know will be more determined to give a, a better uh, impactful uh, performances uh, in the coming days. Uh, but the batting order really needs some uh, uh, refurnishing. Mm-hmm. And uh, in terms of bowling, um, I think we have a good pace battery. Uh, our domestic bowlers, I mean, the net bowlers that we're having are also mm-hmm. good enough you know, to represent the side. But that one seam bowling all-rounder, uh, you know, who you should have. Uh, because uh, not just in Sena countries, but also when you're playing at home, mm-hmm. it does give you a cushion of, you know... Uh, having a one pacer cut down and playing one more spinner because you have that same bowling all down in your side. So that is something that we need to invest on. And grooming uh, players like uh, Ishan Kishan and Bharat hmm. because you can't really be over-dependent on a single player. Uh, that's what has happened to... Uh, yeah. and that's maybe one of the reasons why we've uh, failed this time. Over-reliance on, on uh, Rishabh Pant uh, you know, was clearly seen that uh, we all know so that is one thing. And as I already said, I think uh, it's time to uh, find uh, specialist uh, players in the test side. Absolutely. Now, even uh, there have been a lot of uh, discussion threads on how, you know, India should probably look at an overhaul, you know, complete overhaul in their uh, test setup. So do you also uh, agree with this train of thought that we should actually look at different coaches for uh, different formats, a kind of strategy that England has been uh, following? And will that work in an uh, ecosystem like India? Well, I'm not really sure if it will make uh, that big a difference. But uh, yeah, England have been a very good example in implementing that and uh, even reaping, uh, you know, fruitful results. Uh, rather than uh, maybe investing in uh, coaching stuff, which I think is a good idea. But I think, again, I would like to reiterate about uh, the test specialist. Hmm. Uh, or maybe I think having a, a change in the coaching stuff uh, can help. But I'm not uh, really sure about what skill set uh, that they must have or what kind of a change that uh, you know we are uh, that we expect uh, from mm-hmm. the new coaching stuff so it, it's a bit complicated um, it's it's better if we try to you know stick with the current coaching stuff and then try to uh, you know feed confidence to our players and then have uh, good results coming out uh, but uh, i don't think that is going to happen in the near future mm-hmm. do you Right. I mean, now to, you know, actually address a problem, acknowledging that it exists in the first place is imperative, yeah. which many uh, minds in the Indian cricket system right now probably don't uh, see, uh, look at it that way. And, you know, before we move on to Australia as well, uh, can you reflect on the next World Test Championship cycle and how India is placed? Can we be optimistic or brace <laughs> for another disappointment? Uh, I'm not really sure about it, but uh, I think, yes, uh, India is always going to be, you know, a strong uh, test side, mm-hmm. irrespective of uh, the results that we are going to get. Uh, again, we need to spot out uh, new uh, match winners for our uh, side. The the direction towards which uh, test cricket is heading now is uh, slightly different. I don't think, uh, I can definitely say that uh, something different is going to happen uh, when the final of this uh, upcoming cycle is uh, going to take place. Mm. Um, Again, uh, 
know, you need to uh, give players a long run. That is uh, something that we've done, but uh, we've limited it only to our batters. I, I think uh, much more faith can be shown on uh, our bowlers, um, investing on a good uh, pace attack. And also, um, what, I'm, what I'll be tempted to see is mm-hmm. uh, the growth, uh, the emergence of a new spinner. Yeah. I think Akshar Patel will uh, definitely be the successor of, uh, you know, Chateja. Mm-hmm. But uh, who will be that uh, replacement of Ashwin? I don't, I don't really uh, think anyone will just come in and uh, fill his shoes because it's, uh, you know, it's a, uh, it's a big void to uh, fill. Mm-hmm. But uh, surely we need to get in, uh, you know, talented uh, spinner, groom him well. Um, it will be better if we can bat and uh, I think uh, India will have to go through a slight revamp mm. if not you know a big one uh, through the course of uh, the next uh, cycle and hopefully uh, I don't really know it will be good if we pick players you know can perform under pressure so that you know we mm. don't uh, choke again. Absolutely, because this cycle is again going to be very important to see, you know, if we can again find ourselves in the final. So having the right pedigree of players, which India does have, right? We have an abundance of such talented players who have been performing at the domestic level as well. It's just about giving them uh, the chances and having these ready replacements for the stalwarts who are like kind of already in the team. So here's hoping, you know, the team management uh, can figure that out. And we, yeah, as you rightly pointed out, don't see an entire overhaul, maybe like a few uh, changes here and there, but probably a more uh, solid and concrete uh, playing 11 as well. And exactly. uh, on that note, let's move on to Australia, right? Now, this is a team that has clearly done nothing wrong in uh, this entire test match. So I don't know what, uh, <laughs> you know, weaknesses we can uh, really pick out. But if you had to look at Australia's performance in the World Test Championship uh, cycle at large as well, what are some of your takeaways? Uh, well, uh, I, w- I was actually impressed with uh, the performance at home. Hmm. They were uh, completely ruthless. I mean, uh, they haven't even uh, lost a test in the cycle. They've been unbeaten. They've uh, won eight out of the ten uh, tests that have happened uh, yeah. back home. And uh, as far as the away tests, uh, away series are concerned, uh, uh, they've actually won the series at Pakistan. Hmm. Um, by 1-0, I mean, the pitches out there were uh, very flat. <laughs> it was, uh, I mean, I was wondering how this could uh, lead to a result, but uh, I mean, splendid uh, performance by the Aussies. Mm. They managed to, you know, pull out a series win out there. Yeah. They even won uh, a test at uh, Sri Lanka, which, uh, you know, produces uh, much more uh, spinning, uh, spin-friendly uh, wickets as compared to India does. Yeah. Uh, but again, you know, managed to just level the series as they were defeated uh, in the last test. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the BGT series, you know, I don't think they struggled that much. Like uh, how yeah, yeah. Uh, you saw other visiting team uh, were actually, you know, performing. Mm-hmm. I think they performed really well. They mm-hmm. stepped up to their occasion. But obviously, you know, the results uh, don't tell you the whole narrative. Yeah. Um, so overall, uh, uh, I think this team... As I already said, they had a fixed uh, combination going through hmm. going through the cycle. Uh, I don't think they would have used more than 20 players. I hmm. might be wrong, but uh, this is what I just think. Uh, they have a set combination and uh, uh, the good thing is they're all not too old. Probably uh, the oldest might be uh, David Warner, who's actually confirmed his retirement. And hmm. I can see uh, players like Marcus Harris, 
uh, you know, uh, waiting for the opportunity, waiting for that uh, small hole to breach. And they do have good replacement. Their bench strength is also really good. Yeah. So um, I think uh, not just in the cycle, I expect them to perform really well in the upcoming cycle as well. Absolutely. I think things are really looking, uh, you know, up for Australia. And we have seen they're such a dominant side. I mean, winning so many ICC trophies across yeah. formats really speaks uh, volumes about the kind of, uh, you know, cricketing ecosystem that uh, the management has been able to create for such a long time. But when you look at this match as well, like a lot of factors worked well for Australia. I mean, that win predictor, which is coming uh, down, you know, near the scorecard, that was the always telling key Australia is going to win. It was always in favour of them, like 94% to 6% India. Yeah. And, uh, but things clearly worked well for Australia. So uh, what were your takeaways on uh, some of the factors that, you know, worked well for them? Uh, tell you what, that win predictor, you know, was very demoralizing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I just had to, you know, shift my uh, focus on different things. But uh, yeah, coming to the point, uh, their bowling attack was very strong. I think um, uh, it actually, the uh, condition suited Australia better. Uh, we've actually talked about this earlier, the yeah. bounce that uh, the the pitch offered. I think it was uh, more ideal for them. Hmm. And also their batting order, I think. Um, David Warner, who's uh, scored over 8,000 runs, he is someone, you know, who's uh, looked as a weakness just because of his uh, record in England. Mm. And Usman Khawaja has been uh, in tremendous touch in the present, uh, I mean, the recently concluded uh, WTC cycle. And then you have uh, the test uh, stalwarts, the number one ranked batter, uh, Marnes Labushin, and then probably uh, the goat of test cricket, uh, Stephen Smith. And uh, I think the uh, presence of uh, Travis Head and Cameron Green, you know, was a pretty good one. I mean, it was, uh, it actually was very positive because uh, you definitely want that uh, kind of attacking uh, batters in your side because uh, we we saw how, uh, um, how better, you know, we uh, had our, we had results coming our way just because of one player, and and uh, to that matter, I think Shreyas also uh, fared well. So I think uh, these two batters, uh, you know, uh, the, the, just that their presence, uh, you know, played a huge role for the Aussies, you know, to step up on uh, difficult situations and then handle them really well. And the bowling department, I don't think it has changed uh, since 2018 or 2017. So it's been fixed for some time now. They're all fit, raring to go from the word go. So when you have such a team, I think, um, you know, it is definitely going to be, uh, you are definitely going to support them or mm. maybe uh, fear if you are a fan of uh, the opposition. So I think that was pretty much uh, the story. It, uh, it all was, on in, it, it was in their favor. And uh, deep down, even as an Indian fan, you, you knew that, you know, something special had to come out of the Indian players in order to win this test. But, um, you know, I think the Australians were uh, too good for us. Yeah, time. man. Absolutely. They were playing on a whole uh, different level. And I think that was really propelled by the captaincy, right? Exhibited by Pat Cummins through the test. And uh, finally, you know, I think the calls to have Steve Smith back as the captain would have quieted for some time, considering the way Pat Cummins was very proactively, you know, encouraging his bowlers and enthusiastically, you know, supporting his uh, batters too, right? Through the game. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, Pat Cummins was uh, top-notch as a captain. 
he his authority uh, over the place was uh, you know seen uh, evidently yeah. and also you know I, i was watching the the test uh, series you know that was released on amazon prime yeah. and i just came to know that his captaincy style you know was something different he gave uh, his players you know good bit of uh, freedom and uh, the authority uh, you know because uh, look they're all professional cricketers you can't just go behind them and micromanage them mm-hmm. so he left it to them you know to uh, perform really well at that uh, level and uh, you know maintain that uh, reputation what the australian team had mm-hmm. also in this test i think that continued because the way he handled uh, he was fearless on most occasions uh, he was he looked to attack he looked to keep uh, the indians under pressure especially while bowling because um, when you have a bowler like Mitchell Stark who's been opening the bowling for uh, quite some uh, years now um, if i'm not wrong probably 8 10 years he's been having the new ball <laughs> yeah. and then uh, starting the innings but for him to you know uh, ask uh, his mate uh, Mitchell Stark to wait on on such a big occasion and then you know going with his uh, gut feel i think uh, you need a uh, some uh, i mean he was very courageous i was uh, deeply impressed with what he did yeah. and uh, i think his uh, mindset was also clear right you could see uh, because uh, whatever he uh, whoever he turned to they performed so i think uh, luck maybe was uh, slightly on their side slightly more on their side mm-hmm. but i think pat uh, committed deserved it absolutely and uh, you know if for a captain to really have uh, everything working you need players to contribute and that was like a big uh, you know talking point for them now steve smith was in spectacular form he notched a century he also stitched a very beautiful partnership with uh, travis head that you know really uh, tilted the scales in australia's favor right so this was like the perfect test for him right obviously the perfect uh, test uh, i think uh, this one uh, and as well as the uh, comeback that he made in 2019 yeah uh, in england so i think these two will be uh, the landmark uh, test for uh, steven smith especially the way he played uh, the innings he paced his innings it was not a typical uh, steven smith innings where uh-huh. you know he uh, it's bowlers for fun it, he it was a grinding knock hmm. and what was uh, you know so good to see was the control that he had i don't think he played much false shots um uh, and uh, this was something quite uh, different to what was happening on the other side mm-hmm. on the other side you had uh, travis here you know was uh, you know uh, playing a lot of false shots although you know yeah. luck was on his way he was just uh, uh, whipping his blade here and there getting quick runs but this guy mm-hmm. uh, you know he maintained his composure showed uh, the world why he's uh, got that reputation so high and um, the the main thing is performing on uh, big occasions you know i think that's what is going to separate uh, you from a great player to uh, the greatest of all time and i think uh, steven smith had the perfect uh, test match and uh, not to forget the catch that he took ah. of uh, virat kohli second innings i mean what a blinder that was so uh, <laughs> i think um, he would have this uh, in his mind for a long time absolutely this would have certainly uh, boosted his uh, confidence as well 
and another player you know who deserves all the accolades coming his way has to travis head right now this man's been in breathtaking form he was phenomenal in that uh, first innings you know literally bashing the indian bowlers all around the park for fun i mean there was a, a bit of luck as well but then you can't entirely take that away from him but do you think he was a game changer for them because scoring 163 in the very first innings propelling your team to a very competitive total must make you a very special player right obviously i mean you're spot on uh, i think uh... luck favors a brave right so i don't <laughs> yeah. uh, really think you can justify his innings uh, any further because the way the uh, i think his mindset was much clear see if you are an attacking batter if you looking looking to attack you must be uh, so clear and um, you shouldn't even have a second thought about uh, whatever you that you're doing is right or wrong hmm. so i think his uh, mindset was pretty clear he batted with utmost confidence and uh, look i think he backed himself on the biggest stage uh, that is probably uh, played on and uh, backing yourself on such a stage and uh, playing a natural game you know again needs a lot of courage yeah. so just like how uh, pat comments you know uh, must be appreciated for the courage that he exhibited i think travis it needs to be uh, appreciated as well and I, rightly so he got uh, the man of the match award which mm. i think you know was uh, given to him uh, the most perfect way because look i think uh, whatever said and done uh, in hindsight i think the match was over by the end of uh, first day yeah because uh, we were all you know on the second day third day fourth day and on, on, even on the final day mm-hmm. we were all talking had we uh, controlled uh, you know the aussies and restricted them to somewhere around 260 270 things would have been a lot different yeah right so i think uh, um i think he does uh, deserve a lot of credit for it and uh, i expect him to go uh, and scale uh, even uh, higher uh, heights because uh, i think the way mm-hmm. in which you know he performed on the biggest stage gives me a lot of hope that he's going to uh, make his country much prouder Absolutely he's been a beast in uh, domestic cricket and in the opportunities he's uh, gotten with Australia to uh, nothing short of impressive much deserved you know the uh, player of the match award as well and uh, when we talk of batting you know we've like properly spoken about Steve Smith and Travis Head but i think another player who really like went under the radar was Alex Carey right now his performance too i felt was underrated so what do you make of his performance because he's the keeper of your side he's coming much later in the batting yet you know holding uh, on to the innings and actually pitching in with some crucial runs he was uh, in stellar form right yeah absolutely i mean you spot on about uh, his uh, batting innings you know going underrated uh, i was reminded of another left-handed uh, wicketkeeper batter you know mm-hmm. batting like this for australia uh, <laughs> because i always knew that alex carey had that potential hmm. um you know but it was uh, not easy for him to get into the test side with uh, you know tim pain being there yeah. and then you had a uh, lot of players coming in and out but i think he's uh, sealed the spot now um for someone who's uh, who's playing his first ever test uh, in england and that too you know on such a big occasion i think um, he batted really well Uh, i would say that his his um, attacking style and also the range of uh, shots that he has is quite mm-hmm. similar to what uh, gil uh, i mean uh, travis head possesses mm-hmm. or even more because uh, uh, travis i mean uh, 
Alex Carey can um, play reverse sweep, sweep, and then he can play all around the ground and all those things with uh, clear precision. Mm-hmm. So I think he batted really well. Um, and mind you, he's a wicket keeping batter. So yeah. talking about his wicket keeping skills, I mean, uh, uh, he did an excellent job. Uh, I can't really compare him with Farad because both <laughs> of them fared really well. Yeah. Uh, but um, I think. Uh, you know, the ball was going up and down and also with uh, how tall, you know, the Aussie seamers were, mm-hmm. it would have been much more difficult for Alex Carey, you know, to uh, catch all the balls coming behind. But he did an excellent job. And again, you know, the spot which they were uh, a bit bothered about probably, mm-hmm. the wicketkeeper slot, I think that is now fixed. And Alex Carey uh, is good to go for another uh, four or five years uh, if his fitness, you know, stays mm-hmm. up to the mark. Absolutely. He is definitely a player to uh, retain in the setup, you know, considering his performances with the gloves and the bat and the repertoire of shots he has is just brilliant. I feel we really need to see a lot more of him. And I hope, you know, uh, even the Ashes, uh, he continues to stun us uh, with his remarkable performances. And, uh, you know, like as we are talking in this Australia segment, we're just talking about clear match winners, right? Now, when we look at match winners, you obviously can't not talk about Scott Boland, right? His stellar run has continued in test cricket. He literally picked wickets for fun and uh, it was the uh, strategies and the way he was getting the wickets, you know, just propelling the batters to play uh, shots that they would normally not play or, you know, setting them up, which was just brilliant uh, You know, when you uh, look at it. So what did you make of uh, his performance and just brilliant, right? Obviously, I mean, uh, when you're uh, a bowler uh, down and uh, that bowler is Josh Hazelwood, you know, who's such mm-hmm. a top uh, bowler in test matches, it is di- very difficult, you know, for you to regain the momentum and, uh, you know, just uh, set your side. But when you have a bowler like Scott uh, Boland, who is pretty much uh, similar in terms of the skill set that he has with uh, Josh Hazelwood, he's quite accurate. Um, maybe slightly shorter than Hazelwood, but I mean, that doesn't count for uh, much. But the especially in this match, you know, he's playing uh, on English soil for the first time. And uh, I mean, the uh, accuracy that with which he bowled and also the same movement that he got, tremendous. I was uh, actually DK had uh, tweeted that um, more uh, that, uh, you know, he sees the test match progressing. Mm-hmm. I think uh, that he thought uh, Scott Boland was the most dangerous bowler, was yeah. going to be the most dangerous bowler. And rightly so, DK predicted it, right? Because uh, I think uh, he just, uh, you know, dismantled the Indians, uh, Indian team on um, probably within an hour or so mm-hmm. on the final day, right? So I think... Uh, this is a man, you know, who's going to create a, a lot of uh, headache in terms of selection in the upcoming Ashes because who, who are you going to play? The experience Hazelwood who's, who's prone himself, you know, to the world for so long mm-hmm. or someone who's played eight tests with a bowling average of 14.57, who's striking every six overs and bowling very economically. Uh, I'm not really uh, sure, uh, you know, who they're going to go with. But uh, I think uh, the court will that man uh, a statue. I think uh, <laughs> it goes something like that. I think that is rightly said. I I really want uh, Scott Welland, you know, to have a great test career. He's 34 now, but I really wish, you know, he um, gets a lot of game time from now and, uh, you know, 
finish on a high right i mean uh, the kind of uh, search he's had like what he made his odi debut in 2016 and then he just like yeah. went off the radar for some time then you know uh, do, uh, performing so well for victoria and making his comeback into that uh, test team and ah uh, the number of wickets he's picked up literally speaks for itself but he was hoping we get yeah. to see again a lot more of him and uh, his stellar performances and another uh, you know quite interesting uh, a rather controversial uh, aspect of this game was uh, cameron green's catch right to dismiss uh, shubman gill many people expressed their dissent like hey i don't think that is a fair catch and some people felt that you know he had, had his uh, hands like fingers below the ball so it was a legitimate catch so what are your uh, two cents on uh, that whole dismissal uh well i certainly thought it was not out uh, even gil felt that he actually <laughs> you know he got his uh, match we uh, cut down by yeah. 15% i guess <laughs> so yeah i mean it it looked uh, not out to me yeah. but then uh, you know that's just the indian fan in me just uh, showing his anger just grieving about uh, <laughs> you know the dismissal of uh, an important batter but yeah, but then yeah. i again uh, went through a few tweets and maybe there's a rule about uh, uh, about the catching about something uh, that supported uh, the decision like uh, they were just telling that cameron green was in complete control of the catch and thus mm-hmm. it was given out i didn't re- read it uh, clearly so mm-hmm. i mean uh, things like this happen they're bound to happen yeah but then um, yeah you just got to um, you know even with a lot of technologies coming in such mm. aberrations i mean they're uh, bound to be uh, present in any game yeah uh, but uh, i guess things could have uh, made a difference had it been given not out mm. but uh, i you can't really change the past right? so i think it's time to move on now Yeah, yeah and i was just hoping we also don't get fined for <laughs> expressing <laughs> our uh, dissent on that catch but uh, anyways i mean that was pretty controversial and uh, shuman gill was in like right in his place to express his dissent but match fees getting cut off was uh, probably a little harsh but uh, yeah. at large also when you look at australia right they are heading into the ashes with a lot of confidence you know you have the world test championship under your belt you're the number one ranked uh test team and like a lot of things working well for them but are there still areas that they need to iron out or are you sure you know we're going to see a very competitive ashes this time around well it definitely is going to be a competitive ashes uh but um i think um uh, you know they'll have to uh bowl a lot better considering fast ball is going to be under play but um, <laughs> yeah. i'm sure you know the aussie bowlers are capable enough to counter attack that mm-hmm. i'm not really sure with what combination they'll be going with because uh, stark you know looked off color mm-hmm. in, the, in the finals he was not given uh, he was not uh, bowling a lot of overs yeah, yeah. Uh, we expected him to create a much uh, bigger impact and he was going for over fire runs and over although he picked a few wickets here and there and even scored uh, handy runs you know in the second innings uh, i'm not really sure of what is going to happen with him whether uh, if you know is uh, excluded it uh, it it will make a big difference because mm. you're missing a left-handed uh, pace left-arm pacer who's going to swing the ball at high 140s and also you're going to uh, you know cut down the friendship uh, between Nathan Lyon and <laughs> uh, Mitchell Stark i don't know how they're going to address because 
of the big uh, footmark that he leaves you know hmm. during his uh, follow through that is uh, of a big use to nathan lane especially on uh, conditions uh, you know which does not assist um, assist much spin um that is one thing that uh, you know they'll be concerned about and also about the selection between uh, uh, boland and hazel so it's it is definitely going to be uh, two out of uh, uh, hazelwood boland and stark that is something uh, which will be intriguing to see mm-hmm. i don't see much uh, things changing in the batting order especially or uh, maybe uh, kwaja losing his spot because he's uh, not uh, done well in england and also yeah his foot movement i, I mean uh, it was uh, you know being telecasted like uh, his foot movement is not that good so maybe uh, a change uh, in opener maybe marcus harris coming in you know is the same lefty mm-hmm. so maybe him uh, you know getting uh, a spot in the 11 i don't really know it, i mean uh, but it's definitely going to be a competitive ashes i can assure you of that right and we all will again be glued on to our screens you know watch this uh, peak of test cricket as well and uh, yeah. you know through the episode we have discussed uh, what didn't work for india what worked for india and the same for australia as well but let's also look at some other uh, larger themes and uh, narratives that kind of did emerge from this uh, world test championship finals so to kick start now obviously having the ipl this close to the world test championship final is difficult right because we had so many of our indian players who were either traveling or who were themselves playing in the playoffs and uh, yeah. you know shifting modes from t20 to test is obviously very difficult it takes a lot of adapting and it's not something that can just happen at the snap of a finger so uh, australia on the other hand we had some of the players who didn't play in the ipl because they prefer you know playing for their country playing test cricket and you know preserving their uh, body strength for that So if you look at it from an Indian POV do you think the preparations were good uh, in the lead up to the World Test Championship final and do you agree with Rohit Sharma's whole thing of uh, we should have got like 15 20 days before uh, a final of this nature Well I said I certainly think that they were under prepared I've been uh, telling this a few times here mm-hmm. um I maybe but I'm not really sure whether they'll get enough time uh, you know of a preparation especially if um, you know the finals are uh, the ipl is going to be ending by uh, late may and uh, the yeah. finals are going to be held by uh, early june that's not going to happen right because you can't uh, lose ipl uh, it's it's a big uh, revenue generating uh, phenomenon mm. so i really don't know but uh, i really hope that uh, the finals um, from here on you know will be rescheduled or pushed to a uh, little later uh, so that you know it uh, it benefits uh, both uh, the teams because i i don't uh, really think uh, all the teams are like australia mm-hmm. because i guess uh, out of the playing 11 only two players are part of uh, the ipl and uh, yeah. the two were uh, david warner and uh, cameron reed both the yeah. teams in qualify mm-hmm. and they would have uh, had i think uh, minimum of uh, 10 days for preparing so uh, i expect them to uh, you know have uh, a little more, a bit more f- uh, time for preparation from here on maybe have it uh, in mid uh, june or uh, late june mm-hmm. because uh, talks were on like uh, um, the kennington oval hasn't uh, really hosted a test this early in the english summer it uh, generally you know has matches uh, during july and august mm-hmm. late august only so maybe why not uh, push it to a later date so that's what i'm hoping for i mm-hmm. really hope it happens but uh, 
um let's see i don't uh, know and i think uh, a lot of uh, the ex cricketers are uh, expressing you know their uh, uh, rage on uh, rohit sharma you know for giving up excuses but i think yeah. it's fair right you need some time off from mm-hmm. the uh, shortest format and then to concentrate on uh, the most challenging format you need some time to adapt uh, yeah. i really hope it happens let's see absolutely and another thing that rohit sharma said that has kind of stuck on and many people are still discussing about it is how uh, you know he brought up this point of the fact that the world test championship final can actually be a three match affair instead of like a one match thing so it you know gives you more opportunities to make a comeback and eventually win it so what are you what are your uh, you know two cents on this because the whole point of a final is to have like one game to decide your winner because it's based on performances in the past that has led you to like come to this grand finale right so do you think it should be a three match affair uh, i think it's fair enough to have a three match affair okay. because uh, you've been playing for uh, a long uh, cycle of two years and uh, i mean i think uh, both australia and new zealand were lucky to get results uh, had it been not that way or had the matches both the matches ended in a draw it would have been shared which i don't think uh, you know was uh, a good thing especially for big tournaments yes you can um, you know voice your opinion like it's a draw it's a possible result especially in this format so yeah. it, it needs to be you know promoted but i think if it's a tournament and if the tournament has to you know uh, grow leaps and bounds you need to have a winner and uh, i think a three match affair uh, especially like you said uh, for you to give comebacks because test cricket there's, there's a lot of ups and downs in mm. uh, a single test match right so i think it will be better if you have uh, three tests because um, that's when you know uh, you go through the process of test cricket again because mm. uh, if if it's a single test uh, you know uh, you're just playing high intensity cricket but that's not how a test cricket uh, series generally goes yeah. i mean excluding the uh, one off test series generally you have three or four uh, test matches in a single series right so mm. for you to uh, stay fit and uh, healthy over that uh, whole uh, series period uh, you know that that is something that you need to consider so i think the mm. idea of having a three match uh, fair for uh, the finals you know is uh, mm. is a good one and i'm certainly with rohit sharma on this one also fair enough i think that does uh, your argument does make sense and another uh, quite interesting idea that was brought up was how you know the world test championship finals for some reason is always played in uh, england so in the future editions do you see it happen in like different venues and should it be on the past winners country like don't you think like having it always in england just like promotes their uh, stadiums in their country rather than you know it actually happening in countries that have won the editions in the past yeah i think it makes sense of you know having it uh, uh, in the past uh, winners uh, territory mm-hmm. i think it will make more sense because look i think you need to have an advantage for uh, winning the uh, trophy it's not you've been working it for uh, a couple of years going to different places and then winning it i think yeah uh, a little bit of credit needs to be given in the form of you know having uh, the uh, next finals Uh, in the winners uh, territory hmm. uh, and, but what that will uh, result in is uh, in a shift in dates like uh, hmm. if for example uh, australia has won it this time uh, you can't have the finals uh, in uh, the month of june 
yeah. if it's Australia which is hosting the final. So uh, it must be uh, in their summer which starts uh, by December. Hmm. So that could bring up a change. So maybe that is the reason why they're sticking on to a single venue. Hmm. But um, should that single venue be England? I'm not really sure. Hmm. It can be, uh, I mean, last time itself, you know, there were talks like, why should it be England? Why can't it be a completely neutral venue like uh, UAE, uh, like yeah, Abu Dhabi, yeah. Dubai or some some other uh, stadium like that. Mm-hmm. So I think that is also a good option. But I think uh, you need to have it, uh, you know, in the uh, uh, territory of the uh, past winner. Only then, you know, you can... Uh, that is a mode of uh, encouragement for the winners, yeah. I guess. Although it results in a change of date, I think it should be encouraged in the uh, upcoming cycles of voltage championship. Absolutely. I feel that makes it a more uh, fair playing ground and it just gives more, uh, for the lack of a better word, I'm going to use validation for the winner for, you know, uh, having it in uh, their country. And as we reach, you know, the end of our discussion as well, uh, do you think that the World Test Championship has actually helped revive interest in what many claim test cricket as a time format? And uh, we'll see more future editions, perhaps, you know, more tests and more teams in, in the frame? Yeah, exactly. And especially the teams that have reached the finals, India, Australia, New Zealand, okay, I mean, uh, they don't have a large fan base, but yeah. I think when a big uh, cricketing uh, force like India and Australia reach the finals, and especially with the uh, test cricket, the, the brand of test cricket England is currently playing, uh, I think um, test cricket is here to stay. I don't uh, see it diminishing uh, in the near future. And um, such tournaments, you know, make it more gripping because I don't think uh, had it been had it not been for uh, WTC uh, or a tournament like this, Test cricket uh, wouldn't have been like watched this keenly. Yeah, I don't uh, think even half of the viewership would have been gained. So mm-hmm. this has definitely um, uh, you know played a huge role in the improvement and uh, the development of the format. I really wish, uh, you know, this goes on for years and years so that, you know, cricket lovers like us, you know, are benefited. Absolutely, because each and every series in the lead up to the finals, we were just glued on to the screen. Even if it is not India, you know, some of the series like Pakistan is playing, Sri Lanka is playing. You just wanted to know the outcome to see, you know, will it affect India's chances and what's the finals going to look like. So, yeah, I mean, it has certainly helped bring back the interest for many people who lost that interest in uh, test cricket. Uh, So, yeah, these are great signs uh, for this uh, format as well. And... uh, as we reach the end of our episode, do you have uh, any final thoughts or a message for our sad listeners? <laughs> I assume sad listeners because India has lost the World Test Championship final. So any message of hope for them? Yeah, I'll try my best to, you know, cheer them up. Uh, <laughs> well, obviously, you know, you have uh, a 50 over World Cup coming and that's being played in India. Yes. So that gives us uh, a big advantage. And I think uh, our team is set. We need hmm. to, uh, you know, go to a lot of go to various places and play a lot of ODI series from now on. Yeah. Uh, I certainly believe that we have the team uh, to win the tournament this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I really wish, you know, the big players like Virat and Rohit finish uh, their careers on a high. On, mm-hmm. on a high. And uh, I think that will make a lot of our listeners uh, really <laughs> happy. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I think uh, message to listeners, please don't uh, lose hope. 
i think we are going to care we going to place our hands on that icc trophy real soon mm-hmm. uh, and i think uh, even in the next uh, world test championship i am uh, making an early call that we are going to uh, make it to the finals but let's see yeah how it uh, pans out i was just hoping you'd complete your sentence with we'd go to the finals and win because going to the finals is jinx <laughs> enough sure apparently <laughs> exactly right yeah but he was hoping you know india can actually go all the way not just to the finals but actually land their hands on that uh, trophy as well we have to end the episode with an optimistic so. note i suppose <laughs> yeah we are going to win the finals i think that yes makes it yes we are not jinxers guys so don't come at us if this does not uh, <laughs> work out <laughs> but uh, yeah i mean now uh, we have pretty much discussed uh, a lot of things and here's again us being optimistic of uh, india's future and on that note i'd like to draw curtains on our discussion thank you so much bharat for joining me on the podcast and uh, sharing some lovely insights here was hoping i can again have you back on the podcast not after some 100 episodes but a little sooner oh. than that and we can talk about you know india lifting this uh, icc trophy so until next time stay safe and take care Yeah thank you bye cheers Thank you so much listeners for tuning into this episode and for your unstinted support please follow and press the bell icon on Spotify and subscribe to the podcast on Google Podcasts for the latest episode updates and stay tuned do check out @adrenaverinthebackfoot on Instagram and @adrenaverinthebackfoot on Twitter for the latest facts terminology retweets fresh tweets and a lot more that's coming up this cricket season just for you the podcast is also available on Apple Podcasts Google Podcasts Spotify Anchor Overcast and a lot of other platforms so please do spread the word and stay tuned until next time stay safe and take care listeners bye for now